Hello everyone and welcome to Agalus Current Affairs, a marine science podcast with me as one of your hosts, Janus, Dr. Janus Kisten, otherwise known as Kikoscopy, and... And Nelson, Dr. Nelson Miranda from Argonaut Science. Right, and, and we're actually using the name Current Affairs for the first time today, so it's a special episode for us. And uh, Agalus Current Affairs, what a name. We we just think yeah. it's a it's a fun name. It ticks a lot of boxes for us. Yeah, for sure. And the spirit of the podcast is kind of getting everyone involved in in marine sciences and a bit more clued up. So we thought that for today's episode, we're going to discuss how you, as the everyday guy or girl or person, could get involved in marine science and naturalism without actually going to a university or doing a course or anything like that. Yeah, because we're all involved in one way or another. We all cooperating in the, you know, in environments which are connected directly or indirectly. So we might as well talk a little bit about how, you know, how do we do these things? How do we get involved uh, in science or naturalism? Mm, for sure, and everybody is affected by the the ocean, whether they they like it or not, or whether they're aware of it or not. Um, so it is, I believe, something that everyone should try get a little more clued up on. And one way you could do that is for signing up to our local marine science and conservation newsletter, Sancor. You t- want to tell yeah. us a bit about that, Nelson? Yeah, so Sancor, um, it's um, S-A-N-C-O-R. It stands for the South African Network for Coastal and Oceanic Research. And it's very easy to get onto their mailing lists. Um, you need only to send an email to sancor at risa, R-I-S-A dot N-R-F dot A-C dot Z-A or visit their website. You'll get all sorts of information there. And um, once you send an email, just you just need to say on the uh, subject, I want to join Sancor mailing list. And then they're very good. They come back to you immediately. Uh, it's free of charge. Uh, it's just information that you get every week, uh, sometimes even twice a week. For sure. I, I met the lady, Carmen Fissa, I think, at Fissa, a, a yeah. workshop, and she's a very nice lady. So good people working with that. And they basically notify you about things like vacancies uh, other opportunities phds MSCs, student projects everything you need to know to kind of get involved Uh, also webinars stakeholder meetings most important things yeah and that's for the whole of south africa um so it's quite a nice uh email to get every week to see what's going on and the webinars are open uh you know to the public and a lot of them um, so yeah, it's quite a nice uh, way to see what's going on in marine science in South yeah. Africa. For sure. Another way you could easily, within the next couple of minutes, maybe get involved is downloading some kind of app that's involved with naturalism or marine science. So what kind of apps could we download, Nelson? Oh, I'm a big fan of iNaturalist, right? So that would be my first app. I still I have it on my phone. Uh, you know, if, so if you have access to technology, which we presume you do, since you may be listening to this podcast, <laughs> and it's a free again, it's a free to download. It's an open source sort of app, um, and I really like it 
for many reasons. Uh, one of which is that, you know, in the scientific method, and anyone and everyone uses the scientific method, the first, one of the first steps is just to observe. So this app is all about observation, recording that observation with your smartphone, taking a picture, which will have a geotag, so your location will be associated with that information of the picture. You may be taking a picture of anything that is alive, other than humans, you know, you don't, <laughs> don't post yourself <laughs> on the app. No. But this information actually goes to help, um, you know, uh, citizen science uh, and even scientific uh, projects. Uh, you know, iNaturalist is recognized for as, as, um, as a tool and um, it's also a way to connect with other naturalists, including professional scientists, including people in your area. It has a lot of strengths about using this app because once your observation goes on, then uh, it, it's open. You are willingly sharing your observation with the world, saying, I saw this amazing organism. And then um, the app actually helps you to identify it. So it can be a very useful resource where if you're not sure what something is, the app, the machine learning algorithm can give you a hint of what it might be. And then on top of that, the community uh, of people will confirm or maybe, uh, you know, suggest an alternative for your identification. So in this process, eventually by weight of, uh, you know, opinion, you get research-grade observations, which are those observations that are good enough to be even used in peer-reviewed scientific journals. So that's a very powerful tool. And I really like, the last thing I really like about this tool is that there are already existing uh, citizen science projects, things like bioblitzes, where you go out for a period of time in a specific area and you try to find as many living things as possible. They exist already. Or you can come up with your own, so you have full uh, ownership of, uh, you know, a project that you'd like to start for your school, for your community, for your family. So I think it's a great uh, app. Yeah, for sure. And there are other apps you could join, like Abalobi and Seafari, which have more to do with fisheries and, 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 and fishing, I suppose. Um, but we won't get too deep into that because otherwise we'll be here speaking until next Tuesday about all of these things. We'll um, do so you mentioned other podcasts about is, these things, yeah, isn't it? About these things for sure. <laughs> you we guys are, let getting... us know what you want to hear about, isn't yeah, it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, they are also um, citizen science projects that are not necessarily linked to apps. So like a long-running one is Coral Watch which allows you to like go out and and like dive or scuba dive a coral a reef and kind of match the color to see how well they are doing. Um, if you know anything about early days of, of global warming and climate change, what tends to happen when corals get too hot is that they go white. So like the more white it goes, the kind of less healthy they are. And you can send that data to the University of Queensland and they can track how the health of corals are doing. Um, or like, like Nelson said, you could just start your own project and just track whatever you want to. If you, if you want to track seashells on the seashore, I'm sure you could. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's actually really cool because it's a, there is a global connection, of course. Um, mm. So with all these projects, they may be based in certain countries and areas of the world, but they are relevant maybe to your area. 
um, if your area happens to be in this case an area where there are uh, corals. Yeah, for sure. So if you do want to play around on the beach, but you don't want to get like too like sciencey or researchy with it, you could just join up a a beach clean. And there are various um, organizations. Uh, one of them, I'm sure, Nelson's familiar with. Uh, see the bigger picture. I think they do beach cleanups. Wessa yep. does beach cleanups. So just try and look the around beach for the beach co-op. Yes. So just look around for your local your local organization and follow their feed and they will be organizing um events i think hopefully every month once like the pandemic comes down um and it usually happens on things like uh facebook where there's an event kind of organizer and just sign up and go down and take a take some gardening gloves some water a, a cap like get yourself kitted out and you can pick up litter and make the world a better place yeah, and it's uh, mostly about the connections and awareness. So these events are primarily fun events and events where you can really get to know more of how you can get involved in your community. And they, they're not necessarily just restricted to um, uh, marine coastal areas, uh, even further up the river streams, there, there will be cleanup events. In other words, just have a look around your own community and there, there, there's bound to be something that you can uh, do, you know, joining a group, some sort of organization that is local mm. in action. Yeah, for sure. If you do want to get involved in a more, um, I suppose, organized way, you could um, go down to some kind of rehabilitation center or your SPCA or your Animal Welfare Society and you could sign up to volunteer your time there on kind of a regular basis and be closer to the animals i suppose if you like yeah yeah and there's a sand cob for uh the marine animals as well so sure. there's again you can have a look and there will definitely be some uh animal rehabilitation uh, organizations that are looking for mm. volunteers yeah for sure and you should definitely check out like job postings on your like local aquarium and stuff because they do come around um also, yeah, some extra income if you if you got some time in the weekends, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, volunteering is uh, something that it, it's if you, if you have the privilege of extra time, you know, you may be looking mm. at volunteering free, uh, you know, your free time and your free activities. But also something to consider when it comes to volunteering is that um, volunteering primarily is when you put yourself forward, but it does not necessarily mean that you are working for free. So if yeah. you're doing a value, valuable job, mm -hmm. right, then, uh, you know, it's only fair that there's, uh, you know, I say I volunteer to go and help, um, but, you know, that doesn't mean you work for free. We need to dissociate yeah. a little bit volunteering and working yeah. for free because I think they're too for sure. enmeshed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, uh, like we discussed earlier, uh, when we were talking about this point, like, volunteering also like if you look at the word literally it's like kind of you're making a choice to do something right volunteering your time mm. so 
you can just go and work for these companies doing things that are not necessarily related to marine science or, or conservation. You could like be a secretary, you could be an accountant. Like These organizations need that type of work and they are posting. So if you're not aware, just like follow some of their feeds and sometimes they will post a job you might be interested in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, on, IT, you know, IT is a yeah. big, <laughs> every yeah. company needs some sort of IT specialist, um, secretaries, uh, mm. accounting, uh, law, you know, there's actually, yeah. it's, you don't just have to be a environmentalist or a marine scientist. Um, yeah. A sure. wide variety of skills uh, is needed. Yeah. Yeah. And on that point, you don't also have to do, like have a go-in job where you need to go in to do anything. You can do things remotely for these organizations and also other non-profits. Um, so I was telling Nelson earlier that I volunteer as a, a writer for a science communication organization called Cycristina. And I also volunteer my time as a social media manager for the Society of Conservation and Biology. So every now and then, non-profits will post that they are looking for for, for volunteers or workers to do specific jobs. You just have to keep your, an eye out for that. Yeah, that's right. On the digital field, um, there there are ways of working remotely. So, and that's becoming quite, um, quite a normal thing to do, isn't it? It doesn't matter where you yeah. are and you just work remotely yeah. as long as you have the resources. Again, you there's a, there is an element of, again, of, of being, having the privilege or having access to resources that you know, only then will you be able to do these types of works. But uh, I think we've, we are trying to mention a range of things that even if you did not have any resources, you can still get involved very valuably. Yeah, for sure. So what if you're short on time, but you have a, a, a bit of money, Nelson? What could you do in that case? <laughs> well, you know, clearly uh, it's very important to support local small businesses so you don't have to look at the big only the biggest institutions uh, because maybe maybe there's a feeling that if you join something that's big enough then you're making a bigger change but in fact you can make a huge change uh, right next to you look around in your neighborhood in your community and you find that there will be entrepreneurs there will be people that work at small businesses and if those businesses if their practices are ethical, if you if they environmentally sustainable, then support those businesses. You know that's definitely a very good uh, thing to do, and you'll actually be able to see the the change uh, in your immediate environment, which is a very good place to start. Hmm, for sure. And I think we can include this point there, but like local businesses also include artists, so people who are painting and, and making things, and um, also people who are looking at the history of our ocean heritage. Um, ocean heritage is now uh, quite an interesting topic for research. There was recently a, a research chair that was developed for it um, at, at NMMU, I think, yeah, at NMMU. Um, so it is something that's I think is becoming a, a bigger part of um, Operation Pakisa and, and the blue economy in, in South Africa. So it's definitely 
Um, look, supporting your local businesses, your local artists um, around marine, marine science, the ocean naturalism, I think is really important. Um, because yeah. without art, like I what mean, is life really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And in, and in fact, it's it's worth saying that artists and scientists, when, when we work together, right? Mm-hmm. Amazing things can come out and we can explore all sorts of uh, important topics that are holistic. So it's, it's the environment, it's not just the environment, it involves the people, it involves history. And South Africa has a rich history that is worth, mm-hmm. you know, engaging with. And, um, and I think we can bring everything together in a, in a more holistic sort of way. And if we are supportive of these uh, you know, artists, of, of poets, of visual artists, of, um, of sound, you know, musician, music, uh, you know, mm. I think it's a wonderful thing and, and it will grow, you know, we need to nurture and to grow this together, you know. Um, mm. I, I think that's definitely something that will uh, be very beneficial for society uh, as well, because we're talking about historical, um, uh, you know, we're talking about like justice as well, issues of justice <laughs> in the history of South yeah. Africa, yeah. issues of excess, you know, yeah. um, these are so important to, to actually get involved in and to understand and to be part of, you know, moving forward together. Mm-hmm, for sure and speaking about moving forward together i think i, I left this point for last because it's kind of one that kind of involves a little bit of your time it might be a little boring to some people but i think it's probably the number one way you could have probably the most impact on how kind of the government is affecting your relationship between you know yourself and, and the the ocean and the environment around you and that's attending stakeholder meetings and stakeholder engagements for um, certain either policies or certain projects that might be happening um, close to you and around your community that the government needs your comment on before they can pass and without your comment and your voice they might pass these things uh, without your consideration which might lead to problems down the line so engaging with the government your local municipalities and the greater government about decisions that they they are making to affect you is really important you have to keep an eye out for when these meetings are taking place the policies that come through on the government gazette and any other things that might be going on now what do you think of that nelson yeah absolutely so um it is it is more intensive uh, and it is certainly political uh, there are political implications but it, you should have a look not just at the media but at the government gazettes right so the government uh, releases gazettes with all sorts of information including you know job opportunities as well um, but also sort of uh, uh, projects and uh, development that are, are uh, they are going to affect someone somewhere. So it's very important to keep an eye out regularly uh, on the, the publicized government gazettes. And it's part of the law, right? So um, it's very important to, I think, understand that we are all stakeholders, okay? In the mm-hmm. eyes of the law, even, uh, we're all stakeholders. The government is a stakeholder. The small businesses are stakeholders. You're, as an individual, you're a stakeholder. Um, and 
it, it's important to understand that it's not just about fighting uh, each other. It's at the end of the day, we need to find a way of cooperating as a stakeholders in the environment. And so to be able to assert your position as a stakeholder, there's actually an opportunity to do that according to the law. And that's what this infrastructure, this, this, this structure of, of um, stakeholder meetings, that's what it's for, right? This is not a debate about whether it's effective or not. This is a debate of mm. using something that is important, right? Yeah. And the more of yeah. us that get, get involved in this, the better. For sure, 100%. And you can get involved in this podcast by <laughs> liking and subscribing and following and you know, rating us on whatever podcast platforms that you use. You probably can find us on most places when this is out. But we literally just named ourselves. So, uh, yeah. Akala's Current yeah. Affairs, run by me at Geekoscopy. You can find my stuff at geekoscopy.com and whatever, twitter.com at geekoscopy and facebook.com at, at all those interesting places. Where they, can they find you, Nelson? Yeah. And uh, you can find me at Argonaut Science. So there we go. The little Argonaut, the paper nautilus octopus. And if you punch that into the webs, you're going to find us as well. Indeed. Well, thanks for listening. Cheers, Nelson. Cheers, Janice.